All right. Same podcast, same episode, different part. This is actually the second part of a two-part episode called One Show, 100 Lessons. And these two episodes are actually all about my experience with Justin Green premiering a no-peaking theater show in L.A. for the first time. Uh, Last week was a little bit more gripey. This one is more advicey, more gems. So if you're looking for more proactive talk, this is definitely the part of the episode that you definitely want to hear. All right, let's get started. I'm Amanda Levy, and this is Artist Gripes. I think that we put a lot on our shoulders. I do. Okay. I I do. Because you think... know, the people people want to know, and I and I as an audience member, I would try to. I'm like, what does that? What exactly Man, does that mean? I don't like controlling all that stuff. I like to super like supervising is really what happens. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do as a producer and a director is you need to get high enough to get a bird's eye view of these things. And if you're sitting there down in the trenches and the nitty gritties doing every little thing, you can't see above that. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like to to write my own stuff and produce my own stuff. Like. It's because, and oh, why don't I just act in it too? Like yeah. it's it's too much. You cannot take a, an objective look at what's going on to see what works and what doesn't when there is so much of your personality and your ego that is sewn into that. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that has to do with resources though for women of color. So it's very much like, okay, I don't want to control everything. I don't want to be in everything. I don't want to be the writer, the director, the mm-hmm. star of the goddamn show. Mm-hmm. But I want to put this out there. Mm-hmm. I want people to see it. I want people to listen. And I want someone to promote it in this specific way. And considering that we have a white male dominating um, uh, technical production, directing, uh, mm. producing, this environment was not meant for us. It hasn't been built like that for us. So the idea of like, oh, no, you're doing it wrong, Brett. Mm. <laughs> They're like, well, why don't you fucking do it? And mm-hmm. you're like, well, I fucking will. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Chad, that's not what I wanted. And then they're like, well, why don't you show me how to do it? And now you're doing two motherfucking things. Like, this happens very quickly because it just seems like people do not understand the vision or do not understand the context or the vernacular or, like, what the fuck it is you're trying to do in general at the heart of things. Mm-hmm. And because of that... You do take on a lot. You do put those responsibilities on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, some people are just confused and need to be guided. And sometimes that guidance is like getting down right next to them, holding their hand mm-hmm. and walking them through it step mm-hmm. by step by step. Specifically for no peeking, that happens all the time because this shit doesn't exist anywhere else other than our company. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I did. I do feel like I relate to that really, really hard. And it's not. I mean, it's not just like this made-up ass thing. Like, I've looked at people's flyer designs, and I'm like, that's all fucking wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, why did you? Why did you make it this color? Why did you make it like that? Or why did you use that symbol? Or why did you like? What is this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I just thought it'd be cute. I'm like, cute. We have a message. What? Like, yeah, right. it's. It does need to be, at, at there's, a, there's a point in which women of color are trying to supervise so many things, but also need to teach and educate everybody on how they got to go about it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I, I understood the premise. I agree mm-hmm. with the premise. Mm-hmm. I just disagreed that that's what I was doing. That's not any, you know, I hadn't asked her to do a million things. I did not, I was not like, can you do this for me? Can I have another draft? Can you, can you just rewrite it again? Like, we had a handful of phone calls, a handful of texts, not too many crazy things. You know, we weren't up till four in the morning chatting about this. 
you know, I, I really tried to like hold off until it got intense, which would be around May, June, and July. Um, but you know, I didn't even get a chance to do that. I didn't even get a chance to put any weight on the shoulders, let alone the whole burden. <laughs> um, that that just didn't happen in our in our situation in our circumstances, and that would have never happened in my. But that feeling was there because there were other projects being worked on. Yes, there which was also was done single-handedly by her on her own shoulders, which is funny because it's it's interesting that you don't want to do that unless it's for exclusively you. Correct. I don't know. So, bad business. <laughs> um, I'm just going to call it what it is. And again... You know, it was. It's a lesson learned. It is definitely, definitely a lesson learned, and and I call again. I use the term gatekeeper training because to to gauge gatekeepers. You know, I'm use. I use that term gatekeepers. You know, they they're the ones that pretty much see if you're eligible for access. Mm. And I use that metaphor in terms of you're the one who's going to gauge if this is the right project, and if the person or if the business you're working with is good business, mm -hmm. and ways to gauge that is just show and prove um taking some time maybe to interview waiting for just just kind of just waiting it's i mean i know not it's not necessary not necessarily possible when you have like maybe time sensitive things um that may not always be the case however when you can and if you do have a lot of more time than you than you realize then Maybe not signing up for things so soon would be the wisest idea. Like taking some time to see, okay, is this person or is this idea really worth it for my business or whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're doing? Is this project, if I'm an engineer, is this good for me? Is this, if I'm an architect, is this idea good? If mm -hmm. whatever you are doing, um, is this worth it? <laughs> um, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so, uh, and you can't always gauge if you're dealing with someone who's going to drop out. I definitely wouldn't have called this, you, honestly. You know, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily gauge. But there are, I would I would say that there there could potentially be some, some hints. And you can tell by, okay, how involved are they? Uh, are they responsive mm -hmm. to a degree? Like, are are you really invested? You can get, you can really tell. Are they backing out? Mm -hmm. These, you know, suddenly you start to see. Okay, these are some flags that are coming yeah. up. Okay, they're backing out. They're not as responsive. They're shutting down. They're requesting all these 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 accommodations. Then there's hoops and more hurdles you have to cross and jump through. Then there's a ring of fire you got to jump through. Mm -hmm. You got to jump on an elephant with your pinky toe. You got to do a bunch of things <laughs> just to kind of meet this, this, this thing that makes it almost like okay, I feel like I'm doing all this on my own now. Like, is this not? Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I'm trying to, I'm trying to breathe life into this more than you. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm taking care of your child at this point, and I, to a point, you did. I mean, that was you took on the project. No peeking took on the project, mm -hmm. but the very, the very minute, <laughs> like, request was like, it was like tossed in the back, and I honestly think that a lot more would have been supported, F funding would have been better, more time to rehearse would have been better, it would have mm -hmm. been, you know, it would have shown up, and it would have shown up in the, in the production in Los Angeles, had that would have been handled like it was originally agreed to be handled. Yeah. Bad business is trash. <laughs> it and it bleeds all the way through. I think it's I think it's interesting to see how a small phone call changed the entire course. Yeah. Of how this went, you mm -hmm. know, of what our goal was, about how much we raised about you know even even with the accommodations there was nothing mm. in my mind at this point there was nothing that was going to bring 
the playwright to the surface to show up and do what she needed to do and, and what we asked her to let's do. let's also add, and at this point, because it's, it's just, just being a very, very transparent, we were asked the day before the show for comp tickets. Yeah. Which, which kind of like, if I had... Is industry standard, by the way, but... It is industry standard, it is. But it, you know what else is industry standard? The playwright showing up or being at rehearsal. Responding to my phone calls or my emails and uh, promoting it like they said they would. There's there's so many things. When I when I saw that message, if I had like double D titties, they would have shot off my chest. (laughs) They really would have just like shot off, just shot, just straight fucking across the room. Mm -hmm. It was also a very inconvenient day. Not to not to mention like it wasn't just oh you know can we have comp tickets? It was the day of our final only and last rehearsal and this was not the fucking time it just wasn't the fucking time like in my mind um the moment i hit california everything all focus needed to be on the show (laughs) i remember yes all focus needed to be on the show we're talking we only slept four or five hours at a time (laughs) We're talking like everything we did. We just sat there by the pool or we sat there um, at the little lawn chairs or we sat there in the dining room or we sat like everything we were doing was literally about this script, about this show, about how to make it work, about where to buy stuff, about how to buy stuff. Yeah. It was all like all the shopping. It was nonstop focus on that to think that I had to worry about comp tickets for a show that only had 25 seats that I already wasn't going to make money on that I already am like super focused on that I just need to work on a rehearsal with these actors whom I never met before um, and teach a stagehand how to do everything for the course in the show in one day in four hours the burden was already on my shoulders and to redirect my my attention to something like that to figure out the finances of my playwright to to figure out how on earth i can accommodate this after being completely ignored (laughs) for three weeks was so offensive i have never been so mad in my entire life (laughs) as i was i was just like I cannot believe this person believes in their heart of hearts that this is a good time at all to say any of this. Um, and I would have thought maybe maybe they don't know that I'm going through all of this right now. But as we've already established, there was access to a phone. So it is not like mm. they couldn't have figured that out or been informed of that. On top of that... I ended up just telling our co-director, like, listen, I can't give my energy to this. You have to give your energy yeah, to we this. Yeah, we were actually on our way. I remember we were on, on the our freeway. way. We were on our, yeah, we were on the freeway. Driving on the freeway to, call. <laughs> yeah, we were driving to, uh, we were driving to the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, that whole time, like, yeah, um, that, again, bad business. I'm, I'm sorry, and I, I'm not sorry, but... When I say that I'm sorry, it's just mm-hmm. that's that was just a react reaction. But I'm not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's um There was you, just also no consideration. Like right, so, I understand that you're going through your own situation and stuff like that, but like you know that there is a time constraint, a physical situation going on outside in which everybody else depends on us. Being and especially being a playwright involved in your own projects, you are fully immersed in that. So you know that there's there's always last minute things, there's issues, there's things that come up. There's so much intensive work. So to to now flip that and to not consider the other person who you ghosted for three weeks, mm. and then to approach with a lie, and then on top of the lie, seek further accommodation again, which is an industry standard. But to me, um, I'm not I'm not that lenient. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just honest, like, yes, I may come off as very jovial, 
But when it comes to business, no, I am one of the, I am the dickiest dick ever. Um, when it comes to business, there's a degree that I'm, I'm like a, I'm a full dick. I would have, no, um, sorry, but you, you, you have the audacity and, and there's so many playwrights you look at. In fairness, she didn't ask for comps first. She asked what ticket prices were at first and then asked for comps. But even still, no, okay. unacceptable. Okay. It's unacceptable. <laughs> okay. I understand. I understand, you know, okay, how much are the tickets? You... No, the cost was, the question was, can you buy tickets at the door? Yes, and how much? And how much? How much? But the question really was, can I get comp tickets? Because I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which was, I mean, in itself, it is a hardship. But it is. I was it's also a hardship. Not, I was also not going to play financier or accountant for somebody as well because what I was told was there isn't enough money for me, my partner, and gas to get there. And in my mind, I thought, well, I came without my partner. Yeah. I mean, figure it out. Like, I'm not going to tell it. This is the same problem I have uh, when there's a party of eight when I was a waitress. I'm like, oh, so I'm supposed to split your checks up? I'm your accountant now? Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't do your numbers for you. Like, yeah. everybody has a sense of basic math. If you need X amount of dollars to do this, then you either do it or you don't. But I was not asked for one comp. I was asked for comps. I was asked for multiple comps. I was asked essentially to admit her and her partner for mm-hmm. free. And in my mind, I thought that's that's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about we're talking about something that I shouldn't be worried about right now. What I should be worried about is this freaking play. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be worried about whether or not I'm going to give you comps and whether or not um, I can afford that or whether or not that's available for you when these things could be have been settled at a much better time. And I felt very upset about the idea that I was asked to give my attention right there, right then and there, on tap. All of a sudden, my attention is on tap. It's, it's freely given whenever somebody really really needs it whenever they feel like hitting me up but i'm not entitled to that um same amount of uh, attention or respect or anything so that was that was probably the most upsetting thing is to feel like oh you know what about and in my in my mind as well i was like we don't really have anything to talk about at this point because you cannot help me in any way. And all I need to be focused on is how I can get this show done. And what you were was a resource for help. Mm-hmm. And now, it's the day before the show. What on earth are you going to do? You're asking me for comps when you have not invited anybody. You are asking me for comps when you have not promoted the show or even mentioned it on your social media. You have asked for comps and did not even mention that anybody else was coming. And now you're telling me you're asking for comps because you can't afford it. In my mind, I'm like, you're not bringing anybody. You're only asking to dig a hole for me more. And in my mind, I was not ready to dig that hole for her Mm. one more time. Because I've already dug that hole in the two payments that I made for her for the reading. Again, for drafts. This idea of what payment is for, by the way, has to do with rights. So in general, this industry standard is rights. If somebody has a published work, if somebody creates a work and publishes it, and it's copywritten, you pay money for the rights. Now, we did two readings on two different drafts. Am I paying for the rights to these? According to, I should have compensated her for something. So I gave her $75 per reading. Mm These are drafts. These aren't copywritten. These aren't published. They are not bound. They are drafts. Mm -hmm. And they are not identical to what exactly we presented as a showcase. Mm -hmm. This last show was a show. Again, I do not have a final script. Mm -hmm. There is not a final script. I believe maybe there is another draft that has come after this. Mm -hmm. And that might be the final script, but I haven't seen that either. Um... And I was also advised not to do certain things that I wanted to do in the script because she had sourced some of those things for other scripts, for other things she was doing. So this is a very malleable 
thing um, as far as what our common practice is and what industry standard is and what I'm paying her for. Um, that has become a, a very elusive thing and an ever-changing thing. Um, and then to feel like this wasn't of any value and to feel like this... Uh, it's not just not of any value. It was of no importance or priority um, to even think about. Uh, was extremely offensive considering that we came 3,000 miles away mm. um, and to be misled in so many ways and not just misled on an accidental I don't know kind lie of way. Lie to. <laughs> yes, very. I mean, not just necessarily lie to, but uh, when I'm talking about misled, specifically I was told, oh, I can't get a space, you know, uh, June 28th, I don't know of any spaces, this and that and the other thing, but I was also told she had a pulse, like a finger on the pulse of the theater community. I found out in the beginning of June that the Hollywood Fringe Festival was happening. Oh, yeah. I found out that there was a festival in which we were well in advance prepared for that we could have submitted and the space would have been assigned to us. That would have gone to us. How amazing would that have been? It didn't happen. But on top of that, I was advised to independently produce something in tandem with the Fringe Festival. Do you know how upsetting it would have been to get there on the 28th, release something on the 28th, and compete against the largest theater festival in LA County? How upsetting would that have been? When I decided that I was going to push back the date, I was advised to do it on July 4th weekend. What funds did we raise so we could fly out on July 4th weekend and expect people to show up? Mm. People got fireworks to, to explode <laughs> on July 4th weekend. Mm -hmm. These are misleading notions. They are misleading. Do it on the 28th. What a terrible idea to have competed or the idea of competing with the Fringe Festival in Hollywood or to go on July 4th weekend. Oh yeah, that'll totally be worth it. What are these, what are these nuggets of advice? Mm. Um, they're misleading. They were through and through misleading. It was crazy. Um, and it really makes you wonder at what point was it intentional and what point um, you know, at what point was it just like, whoop, whoopsie daisies, I didn't mean to, I didn't intend to do it. In my mind at this point, whether it was maliciously intended or whether it was um, absent-mindedness with no intent of really checking. Mm-hmm. Okay. It doesn't matter because they yield the same results. It is almost, it's almost unrecognizable one over the other. If this was like the Mr. Bean episode of fucking up a theater show, mm. um, it doesn't really matter if the, the result is the same as like a villain trying to sabotage it. Do you know what I'm I, saying? I understand what you're saying. Yeah. The, the, the result yields the... The, this, the result is the same. So the intention behind it is almost nothing. And I really talk about that a lot, about intentions versus, like, results. Because there is a certain point in which if you are fucking up so often or if you are messing up or you are absent-minded so often that you are not moving intentionally, it looks almost the same as if somebody was intentionally trying to fuck your shit up. Yeah, it does. So sorry. That's, it, it wasn't intentional, that's but it. But the fact that you. <laughs> but the, nothing else was intentional the either. You, that, the fact that you had, you didn't have any intentions at all. You yeah. didn't have any. You wasn't focused or had a goal or anything. Yeah. You were, you know. Even if you don't mean to fuck up things, there's got to be a, a perimeter in which you have an intention of not fucking up things. Mm. Like that's how I'm always. Like I'm not always just being like I'm just trying to do right very often I'm like okay how can I fuck this up the least yeah. like yeah. how how can I do that mm -hmm. because that is probably going to give me more guidance mm -hmm. than having the best of intentions and then having other circumstances influence how it comes out right. 
so that's just me whatever so you tired <laughs> no but the lesson okay so I know many because I'm, I'm imagining my audience <laughs> to be like you know well this is obviously an episode about lessons learned oh i have so many do you want me to start from the yeah beginning? because okay. i mean so far you've gotten to the point of you know making assumptions is one of the worst things you can ever do in business yeah um but listening to your gut is probably ignoring your gut is also it's a it's a big piece detrimental yeah uh contracts we talked about contracts mm -hmm. uh what it does and what it doesn't stop all a contract does is figure it gives you a nice little bullet point mm -hmm. of how somebody has messed up and whether it gives you the time to just evaluate whether or not you move forward or not. That's mm -hmm. all it's going to do. We had contracts. There were two people that signed contracts. And guess what? Two people didn't show up. Mm -hmm. So just to let you know, contracts don't make people show up and do things. Mm -hmm. There's an influence, sure. Um, but there's nothing. There's All the paper in the world can't make somebody show up. So, yeah. um, Which is fine. They didn't get paid. But it that breaking of the contract is is a moment where you're like okay evaluate yeah go this way or that way now you're at a crossroads um crossroads i don't know why i said it like but, that you know at some point breaking contracts depending on how big your machine is mm -hmm. that can cause it can be legally well we're a baby machine yeah, so I unfortunately i got no right. lawyers coming after nobody right so but i mean if you you know keep that in mind though i mean if you ever were that serious mm -hmm. you could have done something yeah um and that's not necessarily <laughs> what I would do, but mm -hmm. you know, it's. Ugh. Um, you want more lessons? Mm -hmm. Set your limits to your perseverance in quantifiable ways. This mm -hmm. was like my biggest lesson. So in my mind, if I could go back in time and do this, what I would have done was. That's a, yeah, this is that's a really good not one. do this show. But that does not mean that we would not have been in L.A. Mm -hmm. I've thought about this long and hard. What I would have done was around May when mm -hmm. I was told, hey, I'm not going to fundraise for you. I'm going to fundraise for myself. And also, I'm not going to promote the show. Um, oh, but I will kind of only after I graduate, only for six days. Hope that's good enough, even though it's not. Um, even at that moment, at that moment, I should have said, all right, we had already been scheduled for a reading. Um, what I should have said was, okay, we're going to do the reading, but we're not going to bring this show to Los Angeles. Fair, very fair. What we should do is bring another show to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. What we should do is we should bring another show from our repertoire to Los Angeles. We have nine shows in our bucket. Mm -hmm. We have nine. And there are many of them that would have done fine. There are many of them that have designs that I still have all the pieces for. We could have done that. It would have been more manageable. And we could have figured out what our new cast would look like. Mm -hmm. And it would have been shorter. It would have mm -hmm. been a smaller cast. Yeah, and I think one of your the V Lucas doesn't have a cast at all, does doesn't it? Doesn't have a cast at all. Outside no. of just maybe the this this the scentscaper, correct? The sound, not even the, yeah, because it plays by itself. Correct. It could have had you know you didn't need. And much. we could have all just yeah, you could have been the sound like you could have been the soundboard operator essentially because yeah. the sound design was already there, and then we could have just hired two stagehands, and you could have been stage manager. Mm -hmm. That that really would have worked out just fine, yeah. um, and we could have just called it the LA premiere of so and so whatever. Like it was fine. We did not have to persevere and bring this home to the playwright to that coast, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like we did not have to do any of that. It would have been uh, more budget effective. Mm -hmm. It would have been uh, more successful. Um, it would have been better promoted. Yes. Most likely. Um, and yeah, we could have done we could have done a lot more with that. What I would have done, um, if I could go back in time, uh, 
Um, because we already had funders. That was also the idea. You cannot throw your hat in after getting $2,000 from people and be like, sorry. Also, giving the money back is hella painful. Yeah. Because now you're just like, sorry, here's your money back. I'm a failure. I'm going to go cry in a corner somewhere. And then just to come back and request for another donate. Like yeah, another what are we going to do? Like We're next... probably going to have another show that we'll need to crowdfund for. Right. Oh, you mean, is it the same show that you tried to crowdfund for and you failed at? Because I don't really believe in that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what we should have done. What we should have done was we should have reworked some things and figured out what we could manage and what we couldn't. Um, but, I mean, definitely, and we could have done, we could have evaluated that with those conversations. We could have evaluated that with the number of the uh, cast and the crew. We could have evaluated that with how many people dropped out. Uh, in the first week or the second week, uh, we could have um, evaluated that when we raised $2,000 and went, do we do the show? Do we do the show? Do we do the show? Um, yeah. Uh, because in, in all honesty, we didn't get a, a penny for anybody, like from anybody that was so adamant about experiencing they were adamant about supporting No Peaking going across country. Right. Um, yes, it was in our campaign video, but no one was like, it better be the I, oh, yeah. I hope it was. They were all directly connected to you and me. Yeah. So these people would have understood. <laughs> uh, all of our funders would have understood, mm -hmm. hands down. Um, so evaluate what's manageable and do that by setting your limits uh uh, to to your level of perseverance in quantifiable ways. How much money do we make? How many yeah. casts do we have? How many crew members do we have? How many people have dropped out? What is going on? Is it working? But do it in quantifiable ways. Don't do it because you feel icky or don't do it because you feel contention with the playwright. Don't do it because you feel like you are secretly having an argument with your, <laughs> with your crew. Don't do that. It's not feelings. It's quantifiable ways. It has to be a number on something. It's mm -hmm. got to be factual. Yeah, it has to be logic based. Yes. Yes. Um, so evaluate what's manageable. We should have done that. We should have just sat there, looked at that total, and been like, okay, what's more manageable? What are our other options? Um, because we had talked about that in the board meeting, mm -hmm. but that didn't come up. Yeah. We said, should we do it? Should we not do it? Yeah. There was no in between. Like, should it be done somewhere else? Maybe it could be done. Philly, or maybe it could be yeah. done, you know, in New York. You yeah. Know, we didn't... Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was just not... There was not even, like, a open up the repertoire and see what we have. Although, I'm going to say this from now on. I'm always going to fall back on that. That yeah. is never going to slip my mind ever again. Mm -hmm. um, if it lands on your shoulders, give yourself time. Basically, I feel mm -hmm. that if I had... Four more days mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. If I have four more days there, mm -hmm. um, I probably could have figured out something. I do. I think I could have made it better if I had four more days. Mm -hmm. Now maybe that's just me being like optimistic and really trusting in my own self. Mm -hmm. But I think if I had four more days and I had asked everybody to come and do a table read at my house around the pool where I was staying. Sound cues and things I think would have been on, would have been a lot more better. Yeah. I think if we had more time to run through it, if I, I, like if we had three run throughs, I think it yeah. would have, a lot of things would have been more seamless. Yeah. It would have been I a think it would have scored like at seamless. least a 95. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do. I think that in order, and especially in order to do something, especially when there is money involved and you don't have it, what you need most, what's most valuable is time, mm. repetition. Mm. Those wonderful repetition, things, Lord. those things that will help you over and over again. Now, I don't know if the cast would have been down to come to my house several times to go through it, um, but I know that if I had enticed them in some sort of way, like, hey, like, let's all be by the pool, let's all read through it real quick, um, you know, burgers and fries on me kind of thing maybe something else would have panned out mm -hmm. um i think that if they all individually had the script longer some people got the script the, the day, day of yeah. or the day before like rehearsal, yeah. 
some if they had longer with the script it doesn't cost much to send a script it costs nothing to send a script yeah. it costs nothing to sit with a script it costs nothing so you know if i have four more days i also think that it would have given us uh time to organize and create inventory like the way that we had things organized and the way we set up that could have been tighter mm -hmm. easier yes, more yes, yes, yes. concise um lots of fat trimmed off of that you know um we brought a bunch of stuff just in case yeah we did a lot of, of just in cases and we didn't use a lot of that the speaker but yeah. yeah but we were throwing as much as we could at it mm -hmm. just in case mm -hmm. we needed it because that would be the, the real nightmare mm -hmm. but if we had yeah like three or four more days that um touch exhibit would have been more prolific mm -hmm. the uh scents would have been more concise the prop tables would have been more concise everything would have been tighter and that would have really just landed on our shoulders primarily but time is our best friend with mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so if if it's all gonna land on your goddamn shoulders what you need is time that's what you need yeah. um I'm gonna say this, pay, 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 pay your people and then know when to negotiate. So mm -hmm. my biggest problem has been, mm -hmm. okay, I don't have a lot of money, um, I can pay this much. And at one point I was starting to feel like, well, maybe I should negotiate down because I'm running out of money or maybe mm -hmm. I should not pay this much because I'm running out of money. Um, but really, there was a certain level of like the minimum of what you need mm -hmm. to pay somebody mm -hmm. in order for them to give you uh, a certain level of enthusiasm and professionalism. Um, but there was also an idea of like knowing when to negotiate. Somebody, somebody is asked to be there for two days for, you know, a total of like maybe six or seven hours and then they don't show up for the first day. Do they get paid the same? Hell no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you do about no. that? What do you do when they violated the contract and you're just like, okay. You don't. You don't get paid. Yeah. But that also should be included, though. Um, you know, that definitely should be included in the contract. It you, was. It oh, was. I did write contracts for the for the cast. Oh, awesome. I sure so, did. Yeah. So that's another thing, like, um, when it comes to businesses. I know so many people are like, the biggest thing is everyone wants to be paid what they're worth. You want to be, oh, you're going to pay me what I'm worth. You're going to ask, and but you don't really deliver. Yeah. You know, what happens when you just don't deliver? When you have these, you know, I'm you're gonna I'm going to charge you however I see myself. I was told by this guru that I'm worth this, mm -hmm. and I should calculate my worth by this. Man, if I could pay people what they were worth, everything would be so great, but I right. don't have that. But then when you show up and what you're, what you're worth in terms of business is trash. <laughs> What are you expect? Like, what are you expecting? Like, you know, my whole my whole like presence in this situation is that I think I have a lot of irritation when it comes to um, when it comes to a lot of like the like the the social illusions. Like, that's my biggest issue mm -hmm. when it comes to all of these things that people will use to again dodge accountability mm -hmm. like i'm i'm a huge like because i again like i come from a place where i've been i've lied to to get out of things <laughs> i overbooked myself as a way to escape certain things and then when i overbooked myself i didn't do that responsibility either that Damn. i overbooked myself for just to just to say oh i have something else i have to do and then i didn't do that either Damn. like I've been, in positions, yeah, right, I've been <laughs> in positions where I, I blamed myself having a headache and I and I fabricated the story and said, you know, I had a migraine, uh -uh. you know, yeah. I've been in positions where, you know, whatever, it, whatever it was, I've been in multiple positions where I tried to really make excuses or figure out ways to be very, um, to, to be very good with my words mm -hmm. to get out of something. So I just... We're dealing with people that are like in their like high, like mid 20s and above mm -hmm. for the most part. My expectations are just different. Yeah. And because I can, again, I've been in these places, I can kind of detect it. Yeah. So my thing is like, 
Yes, you may have this idea that, okay, yes, you may have these issues. Yes, you may have this idea that you're worth this much. Or yes, you may have these these different, these tactics and negotiating. And yes, you were taught how to haggle. Yes, you were all these things. But can you deliver? Yeah. That's the biggest piece. Can you show and prove? Mm -hmm. If you can't, I don't give a fuck what issues you have. Yeah. I really don't. And that it, it won't matter. I know, I know, and I know that's very difficult to hear because, you, again, this is such a very, a very strangely hypersensitive social world right now. But what issues you present to the table in business do not matter. It's can you deliver or not. Mm -hmm. If you're depressed, if you're dealing with issues, if you're suicidal, I understand all that. If you if you have issues with whatever whatever it is, if you have traumas, that's we all do. Yeah. However, can you deliver? And if you can't deliver, then all of what you were taught from Oprah's masterclass or from the Dalai Lama or from Think and Grow Rich or from the Alchemist, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It won't matter. Your business, your ethics are trash. Fix that shit. Mm. No matter how many crystals you wear, <laughs> no matter how much weed you smoke, no matter how many psychedelics you're on, can you deliver yeah. in, in the time when it's required to? And that's all that matters. Yeah. So people, like you were saying about pay, if you, if you do something half-ass and if you're not fulfilling your, your part of the contract, you're not getting paid all of what you signed mm -hmm. up for. Yeah. And don't expect it. Don't yeah. even expect it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't gotten to the point where I've not paid somebody where I'm like, I'm not paying this person anything. Um, but I do know that this one, this this particular show was a rude awakening about, you know, like what people are delivering and then what I'm promising them and what I, I said I was going to give and then evaluating it and being like, so what, what actually happened <laughs> right now? Um, I mean, that brings me to my... One of my last pieces. Before of Before the record, oh, the cast you did great. <laughs> the cast did great. Yes. They and they all got paid. They yes. all got paid on Sunday. Yeah, the cast I, did great for the circumstances. Yes. Yeah. The cast. I paid them super late on Sunday because I was too busy dropping Justin off at the airport <laughs> and being stuck in traffic. But I did pay everybody. Um, yeah. I paid everybody, and it was they did wonderful. They yeah. did amazing for for a lot of the circumstances. It it. It held together enough. Yes, and very good positive attitudes. Actually, that goes to my. Hold on, I have my I have my <laughs> list. So, uh, pay, 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 pay your people, and then know when to go to negotiate. And then it says, don't be afraid of no boundaries are being taken advantage of. People will always. <sighs> I'm just gonna say this right now. When I say don't be afraid of no boundaries and not being taken advantage of, I don't mean. Puff out your chest and put your foot down and go, no. What I mean is try to figure out or understand that everybody is pushing the edges to see where the edge is. Everybody. This is like, Holy I mean, shit. if you work with children, they're doing this all the time. Every time they're just like, I want raisins. You give them raisins. They're like, are these golden raisins? And then you go get golden raisins. Like very, if you give a mouse a cookie. Yeah. Um, you know. People are just trying to find out what the edge is, what is acceptable, and where 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 is that line exactly. So when people are asking that, they're just trying to figure it out. I specifically remember during our show, well, we were about to load in, and I had to send out our stagehand Haiti to go get something, and then people started to be like, "Oh, you're going to the store? Why don't you do this and get me this?" And and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." And wait, the wait, show wait, was wait, like wait. starting in like less we than were, an hour. Yeah, no, we were like like less than thirty minutes. In. And yes, and we were already like twenty minutes late. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it became this thing where people started placing orders, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." Haiti is by no means a waitress, and this is gonna take too long. It, this is not an efficient use of time. And I remember the rebuttal to this of me being like, we cannot send Haiti on a crazy shopping spree. She needs to get two things. That's it. Um, and the rebuttal was, can we have water? And I felt terrible because I was like, <laughs> Yo. I, it, was, it was very true. I was like, oh my God, you know, they don't have water. And then I realized like the person that asked that was sitting on a sink 
and there was also a water fountain. Again, this is all about figuring out the edge of what these boundaries are. This was not like an offensive thing or meant to be combative or um, even like confrontational. It just became a rebuttal because they were like, okay, what is the edge? Okay, the edge is not <laughs> sending Haiti to 7-Eleven to get me a mango juice. But what is it? Mm -hmm. So there's another question or another question or another question. And the the best thing to do is just not to think that questions are, are not confrontation. They're just not. Um, but my last piece of advice is um, what I really should have like honed in on and probably got really stressed out and just didn't always have this in my mind or like close to my heart was trust who shows up and cherish it the people that showed up mm, oh yes yes the people that showed up from the audience to the crew to the cast to production mm. everybody who showed up regardless of whether that was the right sound cue or not justin <laughs> or whether or not it was supposed to be like that or whether or not the plastic bag got <laughs> cooked <laughs> you know whether or not you know people tried to come in early or left late or got cold or had something to say or you know delayed intermission or whether or not any of that stuff happened those people at the core of everything they did believed in what was happening right then right there in that room for this company for this vision for this entire change to happen like when you have a nonprofit and there is a mission and people show up and do what they need to do that is to be cherished mm -hmm. no second guessing no and that's why i'm saying questions aren't confrontation you really got to treat everything even if it is confrontation you have to treat it as if these are all just people trying to make it work for you they're all there to make this happen they're all there to like join in as little individual pieces that make this big picture and that is incredible like that's why I kept saying that this whole thing was magic because it happened like in less than 24 hours. Like I just can't even get out of my head how much shit fell into place, even though <laughs> the, I was yeah, like, at the end, yeah. what? And then it happened and I was like, oh my God, it's done. And then I was like, oh shit, now it's, now it's done. Like mm -hmm. that, I felt like it was never going to come and then it just happened and then it was over. Um, but that needed to be, um, cherished everybody everybody was such an important part and it really really makes you cherish it especially when the people that you expect to show up don't, don't show up at all don't yo. show up when they don't and you see like total strangers or people you don't think that are checking yeah that just walk in the door mm -hmm. or just offer a helping hand what yes complete strangers oh man not somebody that you've been working on this for seven months with, not somebody that you've been in contact with, complete strangers. I met you on the internet through backstage and now you're here making this happen. Now you're my John, now you're my Dill, now you're mm -hmm. like, like, you're my Rochelle, you're my Rhonda. Like, like that someone shit. who met me on Instagram showed up. Yes. <laughs> like, ah! And I was like, yo, because you know, this person, he lives in California, but you know, I'm, we're in Jersey. Yeah. So he found me on Instagram. We had like a mutual artistic connection. He we at each other. I forget like under where. Maybe it was under like, maybe it's like through a mutual person we were following. Maybe a celebrity. It could have been Don Richard. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was. We got a message. I got a message, and then we were just chatting. And then we were just like, oh, so you're in California, and I was like, I've always wanted to travel there. And then lo and behold, then this came up. I was like, well, by the way, I have a show coming up on this date. The first date we had, which was the end of June, he couldn't make June it. June 28th, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, well, it's actually going to be in July. He's like, oh, okay, well, I'll be here. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, you should come out. You know, it'd be our first time meeting, blah, blah, blah. Didn't he show up? He <laughs> showed up. He showed up with cash in pocket. That's amazing. And then like, also uh, somebody from high school showed up. Yeah, uh, two, two from people, high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pack rat showed up, which I knew was gonna happen. She she wouldn't she wouldn't even let me pay for like her food or anything. She I was like literally, please let me pay for something so I can repay something for all that she did. Um, mm -hmm. 
She was just magnificent. Just everybody that showed up was to be cherished. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if at any point somebody did not feel cherished, I (laughs) fucking apologize from the bottom of my heart because I cherished everybody. Everybody was so valuable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could do it all over i think i would hug my cast more and hug my crew more <laughs> yeah and, with the nose those that day <laughs> yes and just not bicker with you during intermission <laughs> Yo, that's <laughs> um that's that's what i wish i could have done differently um but man it was it was a journey but that's all my advice that is a crash course in one play on all the shit that yeah. you need to get together. So if you're thinking about doing a play and you're like, oh, well, I don't have a contract yet, you better make that goddamn contract yeah. right if you, now. If you, whatever events you're putting together and you have people that your contract... Oh, a special shout out to Zach, by the way. I had to put that out there. Yeah. But, um, like, if you... Whatever business you're I swear you're I'm doing, really nice in real life, Zach. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wonder if Zach was, like, like, looking like... Who is this bitch? <laughs> no, but, um... Like, whatever you're doing in business, like, uh, if you have people, like, if you, maybe you, you're doing, you have like a, um, what is it, I forget, a vendor, you're a vendor, and maybe you have people you want to bring on with you, you want to make a contract, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be in theater, like, these things happen in so many different fields of work. It's just, it's really good to just take that time, you know, oh my god, take that time and really know who you're in business with. If you can, if you can afford to get that time. It really helps to realize, okay, is this is this is this worth it? Am I going to have to deal with a lot of some issues that need to be addressed? Like, would you suggest backup plans? All those type of things. Like, it's important. It's really important. And also, there are templates for contracts all over the place. So don't make no excuses. Just figure it out. Yeah, like I I create a contract for my illustration for for some children's books like I found them on Google mm-hmm. and I just chopped them up from my own way and bam yeah um, if you need templates for contracts just Google it. DM us yeah, right. I will give you something shit if you're doing a show if you're doing a play <laughs> man don't even worry about it just yeah mm. just ask me I'll send you a fucking template because I can't I, I cannot watch anybody go through what I went through yeah it's 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 not even like this wasn't like an episode to like roast or any of that kind of shit you know, to be all like, oh, guess what happened? Feel better though, I feel it off yeah. of my chest now. Yeah, you know, because uh, I know, because I know for a fact that someone, someone out there is going to feel some type of way because of the the mentions of, well, these are possible reasons as to why, and they are related to very sensitive topics. I understand that will that will cause a reaction, but um, this isn't the place for that. <laughs> Just it's no. it's not. When it comes to business, there is no place. And I know so many people are listening and are just like, well, you know, this all could have been avoided if. You're right. <laughs> Before I... It You're also wrong. That's, yeah. that's how I feel as yeah. well. Be like, oh, well, if you just wrote contracts, everything... No, there's a whole like, different level yeah, of so other things So many are thinking like, well, if you did, if you would have never took this play on in the beginning... You're right. You never oh, took it that's on. that's true. Yeah, you know, that, that but was that's the very... Not to, but that's not even saying, okay, that wouldn't happen for this play, but that's mm-hmm. not to say that these things would not have, uh, you know, have a row, a rose, a resin, yeah, a, yeah. a, a resuscitated. <laughs> uh, uh, it doesn't mean that this shit wouldn't have come up mm-hmm. uh, later. At some point. In life. Because right. honestly, I have never written a contract for a goddamn playwright. Mm. I never did that. Mm. And I have never needed to write a conflict of interest clause for anybody. This has been done on really fucking good faith on a few emails. And I'm like, you know what? We emailed about it. To me, it's as good as written. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I just deliver on it. They also deliver on it. And we're fine. Yeah. Um, so the idea of these certain things, like... This is the first time that it's ever happened. It took a very long time for this show. And, I mean, there are things that have taken longer than this show. The obstacles, by far, the avoidable obstacles, the things that were put in the way, either intentionally, on purpose, or maybe not, uh, or maybe (laughs) just circumstantially, um, those things, as many of them, for as many different levels that it affected, in such a, like prolific and repetitive and relentless way this has never happened to me 
I feel like maybe, maybe this is a blessing. Oh, yeah. Because... I feel like I would have learned all of these things over the course of the next five years with five plays, mm -hmm. rather than learning it like all little, in like one. Like little, right? Like little bits of things. Like, oh, I gotta do this on my next play, and yeah. then something else comes up. No, but this was an intensive. This yeah, was, a this was crash like a, course. A, yeah, it definitely was a crash course. This it was, was me like, clipping out of it was like theater um, bullshit one hundred and one. It was like a summer two course. Like, <laughs> they just like they just like smashed a bunch of shit. Holy shit! But I mean, I think that's good because now you'll you'll kind of have a better gauge in the future. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. There's shit I'm never motherfucking doing ever yeah. again. And then there's also stuff that, like, my ears are going to immediately perk up to. And then on top of that, there's just stuff that I'm never going to forget again. I'm never going to forget fucking contracts. And I'm never going to forget fucking conflict of interest. And mm. I am never going to forget um, just, like, reevaluating at milestones when we get to a point in which detrimental things are happening to the show mm -hmm. easily mm -hmm. i'm always going to dig into the repertoire from now on i'm always going to do it i have 10 fucking shows under my belt at this point mm -hmm. if and for what to do them once yeah fuck that i should always have that as my backup plan mm -hmm. so there's so many things Ugh, i'm woo, i might be moving forward so Okay. And for those who may may have this this thought in their mind, oh well, you shouldn't have been peeking on her social media anyway. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it was public. Right. First of all, it was public. So actually, the people that weren't friends with her saw that shit before I right. did. Right. So yeah, no, nah, and I know that's a thought too. Thanks. That's a thought. So uh, Thanks. yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me at all. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And also, we were friends on social media, so. That shit just comes up in my news feed. You see it, right. Sorry. So that's, that, needs to be, that needs to be noted, mm. you know. But accountability is a huge, a huge, it's so huge. It's so huge. And we cannot try to take advantage of blankety, blankety, blank mm. <laughs> to, um, to avoid taking accountability and saying, you know what? I messed up. I apologize. I messed up. Mm-hmm. You know, I this was a priority to me, and I and I was just avoiding, and I was ghosting, and I knew I knew exactly what I did, and I apologize for that. Well, I mean, I don't think that that would have done me anything either. It wouldn't. Have. There is no function of that. There, too. It, there is no function of that either. However, sorry, I'm like utilitarian. I'm like, even if she said like it, straight up, I just ignored you. Sorry, I would right. have been like. Okay, that's great. But then all it would have done However, was it would have given me license to but, ignore her. Right, but don't but don't try to don't lie about it either because yeah. that's that's when it becomes like, okay, you really you're really trying to dodge accountability. Like yeah. you really gonna say your screen was broken? Yeah. Is that is that real? Like are you serious? So if you just said I simply just was just I just gave up on the thing and da, 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 at least there, there's still some, there's still some, a little bit of character there that you know, but, but oof. I think, I think it's worse to me personally if you insult my intelligence. That's what I think. For me, I'm just, I know, I'm just. This is just like a sidebar. I get it's what like, you're Don't insult my intelligence. I mean, I feel like that had that. already been happening yeah. for months already, so it wasn't. For me, it wasn't a, a question of whether or not this person thought I was stupid. It was very clear that this person thought that something was uh, not going to happen. Either I was not smart enough to produce this show or I was not good enough to produce this show or that this show just wouldn't get produced because of circumstances. In fact, I believe that certain circumstances were changing and becoming more hostile mm. in hopes of maybe not being produced mm. i mean there was a piece of me that was like when i explained all of the obstacles to somebody from the outside without you know giving all the nitty-gritty details to many people very cold listening to it they were like this sounds like sabotage this mm. sounds like this person does not want this thing to happen and they don't have to, the the heart to tell you mm. um the problem with that is I get shit done. Yeah, I because did. it because it, it was done. You I know, it. I mean to, we did it. to, to you know it was it was necessarily it could have it could have been better with those circumstances out of the picture, but it was it was still mm -hmm. done and it was done well enough. Yeah, you know, 
this was just a different outcome of a show because I feel like I had obstacles with Indigenous as well. Indigenous was up until this point the hardest show mm-hmm. to produce, but that was all very authentic. Mm-hmm. So Indigenous was hard because I could not procure enough pieces to make an entire show for Indigenous. It was a not even, It wasn't work. even that. So it, that was that wasn't even like a. I mean that was a challenge, but it wasn't this kind of challenge. No, no, exactly. And I mean there were certain accommodations that needed to be made for some of the playwrights, specifically Tara Moses. She said, "I want Native actors." Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I thought, that sounds very reasonable. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I went to look for Native actors, and that shit was hard as fuck to find. Mm. Now, that shit is hard as fuck to find for me, because I am not Native. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, it was it was taking a very long time to get the right written pieces. It was taking a very long time to get cast. Mm-hmm. And these were all authentic circumstances. They were authentic because people did not necessarily trust what I was casting. What what are you doing where you're representing Native people? What is the show about? How are you going to do it? Are you going to cast all white people for this? Mm-hmm. You know, these, um, these concerns were really, really valid and definitely halted and paused mm-hmm. and prolonged the process. Every other show for compilation work had taken two months. This one took nine, a whole baby. Wow. Took nine months just to get that stuff. But man, when it went up, it was one of the best shows. It was one of the most touching shows. People really enjoyed it. People had, um, it was one of the best attended shows. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best attended talkbacks. Mm -hmm. It was hugely successful. And we even added like another week to it because it was doing so well. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, this was a hell of a journey, but it was worth the fucking way. It was mm-hmm. so worth the way. And if you listen to one of my other podcast episodes where I interviewed Tara Moses, I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, it took so long, but it was so worth the way. Yeah, that episode's title is called It's Not Enough, I believe yeah. so. Yes. And it was people, it was, you know, people were testing me out for my accountability. And I thought, they, they're vetting me. They're vetting me. Mm-hmm. And... That felt fine because of the intentions and the reasons that people were withholding. And it was also good to watch people warm up to me or understand that this was also authentic. It Mm -hmm. was really there. And when they realized, like, I wasn't letting go, I wasn't going to stop, we were going to continue to do this, and we were going to continue to accommodate everybody that we needed to accommodate in order to make this authentic real game-changing um and true to native voices that it just it's a longer process Mm -hmm. this was not that this was throwing a wrench in things this was withdrawing and and seeing you know you know throwing me in the water to see if i could float Mm -hmm. um and in a lot of ways, I thought it was throwing me in the water and hoping that it sank. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and I, how it and felt. Because it see, happened a lot. How, yeah, I see how that would, you would even get that or reduce that rating. So, Think but I swam, bitch. I swam. Mm-hmm. I floated. It happened. We're not drowning. It's all mm-hmm. good. And then we never have to do this show again. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to uh, throw these. I have... 18 scripts 18 mm. scripts uh in this house right now mm. and i'm gonna burn them oh you uh, oh of that <laughs> i'm gonna burn right. them i'm gonna put them in a fire because i mean you know we had two different drafts we had a cast of nine so mm, i have like true. 18 i have 18 scripts well mine is digital so i guess i'll just delete mine yeah no just throw your laptop in the fire <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that do a, a, a cleansing ritual yes um release that shit no but um it's yeah. gonna feel really good though it, it i'm just i'm glad it was a great experience for me but again i talked about how again we talked about risk assessment mm-hmm. we talked about that which it was you know there was there were some gems in the process there were mm-hmm. a lot of gems actually there were a lot of gems the cast yeah the cast, the cast, was cast. A big ass gem that was yeah and just and just doing that leap insane literally making that leap it was good and we could have technically produced blackout and had those they had the same people mm. 
had basically the same cast. Yeah. It yeah. could have turned out the exact same way without this particular show. So, what an experience. Wanna do it again? Yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be cool. Yeah, let's it, do it I next think, year. I, yeah, right. I think next time. Let's do it next year. Yeah, next time it'd be like. Oh, no more premieres. No original work premiering for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no more of that. No more. The first time we're gonna see this real, well, we're experience this real showcase is going to be across country. No. no we're gonna we're gonna showcase something that we know works. It's tried and true. It works. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think next year I'd like to do Indigenous or In La Catch. But. Mm, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, in the catch, I, didn't, I wasn't there. For oh, that. I'll change it. I wasn't there for that or Mother Leads. Well, Mother Leads is bullshit anyway. Oh, because I wrote it. Ah. <laughs> it's nothing. It's trash. There was a third one I didn't attend. Oh, the very first one. The very first one. The shapeshifter. The shapeshifter. Yeah, that's those are three I didn't attend. And that is the end. So, um, follow Amanda Levy's podcast title, Artist Gripes. And you'll find that everywhere, like you're finding mine. And I think I mentioned in the past, I'm the first episode on Artist Gripes podcast, and I talk about the importance of establishing an artistic community, getting uncomfortable and meeting new people and pushing through social anxieties and, and pushing through all the weird, weird treatment and stuff like that in different environments, um, maybe in like the snobbish atmospheres and stuff like that, and just establishing a very diverse artistic network. And again, a very special thank you to all those who have uh, played a part in this process and this journey. I know we pretty much drilled this experience through podcast format into you, you know, for a while. And uh, we just recognize that there's just important things that people really should know. And um, while it was a great experience, it was challenging. And a lot of the challenge had to do with assumptions and making some unhealthy, <laughs> look at me, I'm all extra like serious, but just making not, just not making the best decisions. And uh, yeah, this was a great, great lesson and, and observation and experience. So I'm willing that this helped in some way, shape or form, and you can take this and apply it and be better gauges of character, better decision makers, very cautious, very strategic and um, aware of consequences.